got to think of your life in that way of how do I take these learnings from the best minds in the world, from these uh, proven strategies, from these proven concepts, and tailor that and design it to fit your version of that. And the more and more you do that, the better your outcomes are going to be, the more happiness you're going to get, and the more life more life you will live, essentially. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Empower with M. I am your host, Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me M. I hope you're ready to expand your mindset, raise your vibrations, break through limiting beliefs, and to seriously start owning your power. But before we dive into today's episode, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any of my episodes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I sure am ready. So let's get empowered. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I'm so pumped about today's episode because it's actually a bit of a throwback. The guest that I have brought on today is someone who I was connected to in my very first year of architecture. So I find it hilarious that uh, now we're both sort of going in different directions from that industry, but have looped back together for this episode. So I'm very excited to welcome Rashan Sensenaik onto the podcast today. And he's laughing because I stuffed up the last name, which I knew I would. So Rashan, please feel free to reintroduce yourself to everybody. Yeah, look, no, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And um, the pronunciation is Sensenaika, but a lot of people get it wrong. So I'm not too fussed. I love that. It just, you say it in such a a flowy way that I just feel like my tongue will never grasp. Years <laughs> so, of practice. Rishan, do you want to sort of introduce yourself to everybody and tell them who you are and what it is you do? Because when I first met you, you were my first year, first semester, I'm pretty sure it was, design teacher. So who are you and what do you do now? Yeah, so that's a bit of a funny one because um, this is a question that I actually sometimes don't know how to answer. But um, long story short, I think uh, for people who don't know me, I was actually born in Sri Lanka and moved here when I was about 10 years old. Went through schooling and studied architecture and that's how I actually landed in front of you. So I was studying architecture and then was in conventional practice till about 2016 But then I realized that using the design thinking practices and um, education, that overlap is where actually where my passion lied. And um, and a lot of things within the whole concept of knowledge transferring, teaching others, guiding others, mentoring others, that worked well for me rather than the conventional practice of architecture. So since then, I've actually founded a few different companies and uh, they do very different things. But the passion lies with inspired education and with consulting and making sure that the schooling system works well with the tertiary system and then it works well with the industry system. So that's a bit about who I am, I guess, in a, in a bit of a nutshell. But anyone who wants to learn more, I'm more than happy to talk to them. Yeah, 100%. And we'll obviously link all your socials and stuff at the end of the episode so people can find you. But What I'm really interested to learn about today is, you know, the book that you're releasing and I guess the topic that this book's surrounded by, because um, you have just released your own book called Designing Your Own Definition of Success. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the launch of this festival? Because that's super fun. Congrats on this. 
Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's an idea that's been coming for a very long time and um, just been chipping away at it in the background. But as a design project, what we used to do, <laughs> it's so the full book name is Inspired Success, play on the word inspired and actually a play on the word in, uh, success as well. But the premise of it is designing your own definition of success instead of understanding and getting swept up with current society's dogma and things that we can very easily see. It's very easy to see the social standards and think that where our measure of success comes from a certain thing, but instead looking inwards and understanding how do you actually design your own definition. So it, the book is actually called Life by Design Practices, essentially, and it covers things from starting with your why, how do you actually find your why, self-awareness, learning styles, motivation, personality types, all the way through to your physical health, mental health, how do you actually work with your body and mind, then going down towards success habits, all working with what other successful people do. So the book's full of quotes from successful people like Will Smith, Margot Robbie, or Michael Jordan, just to name a few. I think there's about 35 quotes in there. Uh, from memory, but that's the that's been the goal simply because I know going through the schooling system, university industry myself, there were a lot of things that we had to find on our own, and it's very hard to piece these things together. So I'm an avid reader, so I actually read books like a crazy person and or listen to them. And so one of the things that I noticed was these knowledge gaps that are all over the shop in all these bestsellers. So I was thinking if there's a spot for a starting point, if one person could write a book that could literally be the starting point for any young person, the between 15 to 35 year old could pick up and start reading and it would point them in the direction of all the bestsellers in the world, which is exactly what this book does. So I started to write it myself. And um, the launch is on the 9th of October on my birthday. <laughs> How exciting. What a great way to celebrate the launch of your birthday. And um, I'll make sure that you send me through any links that anyone needs to get access to that launch so then they can have easy access to it from the show notes of this episode. But honestly, like the content of the sort of concepts that you're talking about in this book that you're releasing, I absolutely love the sounds of it because it sounds very, very mindset orientated. And I hear so many people, you know, sort of talking to me about why they feel like they're not successful. And oftentimes I ask them, like, what are you comparing your success to mm. then? Like, you know, what is your definition of success essentially? Because we sometimes get this like idea in our head that in order to be successful, we have to have, you know, a certain number in our bank account or live a certain lifestyle or have flashy things. So I think this is a really great concept that you're sort of taking and talking about in your novel, uh, not novel, in your book. <laughs> <laughs> I forget that's a difference between the two. But what I wanted to ask you, I guess, is, well, first of all, what's your definition of success? You know, yeah. like. Good one. Good one, actually. it's uh, You're the first person to ask me that, especially after knowing about the book. So. I think my definition is freedom and having choice of freedom with, in terms of what we want to do, whether that's work, health, um, finances, career, whatever that might be. And I think the choices that I've made so far to work towards that was always underpinning towards freedom of choice. 
So it's a bit of an interesting one. So the, it, the definition changes from different phases of our life. And I know when I first got into business and farming companies, there was a very small empty period in my life when I actually thought money was the actual definition of success. And that flavor of work that, that actually was very, I think, uplifting at the start died down within few months of having that as the center point. So I noticed that pattern very quickly. So I realized, hold on a second, this isn't really not where the fun lies or the, or the actual happiness and transition towards making sure that we focus on the actual problems, not so much commercially driven. So that then all of a sudden restored that faith. But I realized all of this is working towards the different variations of what I see is freedom. So, yeah, mm, I love that. And I resonate with that so much as well, because for me, I would I would say that my definition of success is freedom. Also, you know, the freedom mm-hmm. to be able to go do what you want when you want to do it and the freedom to be able to pay for all your bills and still have something left over and be able to use that for something that is really going to bring you happiness. Exactly. So I guess like with saying that then, how do you think our quality of life really changes when we do change the way that we define success? It gives you clarity straight straight away. The main thing is it gives you clarity. And the first couple of pages of the book, I actually describe this as a way of, um, you know, in, in the modern society, we can relate to a GPS. But back then, let's say a ship without a direction on where they're actually going to be headed, it's just going to float around in the ocean. It's actually not going to know where it's going to go. But if the captain at the front figures out this is our destination and then knows that from the get-go, before it leaves the harbor, guess what? Nine out of 10 times, you're going to meet that destination. So it's actually about gaining clarity upfront. Clarity is absolute clear, like absolute key. I can't speak for a minute. Clarity is absolute key because if you can't see where you're going, you're never going to know, you know, how to overcome the different hurdles that come up or the things that you face. And so I heard you mention earlier on when you were sort of talking about the main concepts that are discussed in the book, that importance of having a why Mm. is something that is really one of the foundation steps to uh, figuring out what your definition of success is. So do you want to talk a little bit more about the importance of having a why and how we can really find what our why is? Yeah, well, that's chapter one. So that's literally where we start. And the reason for that being One of my favorite books is Start With The Why by Simon Sinek. And at the end of my chapter, I actually do recommend readers to go and read that. And the whole premise is if you know your why, you can actually then gain the clarity that you want. For example, I knew that I like design, but the cause and effect of the why wasn't 100% aligned with the need for education or or the concept of knowledge transfer. So something was missing. So therefore, even though I enjoyed it in the context of career design, it wasn't 100% fulfilling. It didn't have the same driver every single day like it does now. So when I understood the why being people-focused, I understood that this is where the focus needs to go to, my actions need to go to, the decisions need to go to. And I realized I wasn't going to able to do that being an architect or doing the conventional practice. So in a way, I ended up transferring those same skill sets towards that why. So 
It's literally reverse engineering within our own minds about the direction of what brings us happiness. And we got to be brutally honest with ourselves to be able to do that. If we don't know how to do that, if we can't do that, then the why becomes a clouded picture. Mm-hmm. Having a strong why is something that is so important. It doesn't matter what it is you're doing. You know, even if it's just going on your own self-growth journey and wanting to work through your own struggles and challenges, you need to have a strong why as to why you want to do that and put Absolutely. yourself through that discomfort and all of this. Now, you mentioned reverse engineering just before, and that really sort of prompted this next question for me, which is oftentimes the definition of success we're carrying has been something that's been like imprinted on us mm. from you know our parents, right? And as we were growing up, their belief system influences what success means to them. And then that obviously gets pressed onto us as we're growing up. So how can we really start like developing a self-awareness around whether or not the definition of success we're carrying is truly ours or is someone else's before us? Yeah, look, it's really interesting. You're asking me questions. It's like you've read the book because chapter two is self-awareness. So you're literally following through on the exact same train of thought and I love it. So the In terms of developing self-awareness, there's a part where you need to unlearn some of the things that we've learned. And what that is, is sometimes thinking about what society's definitions are or some of the things that have been imprinted on us through years of human society or parents or family or cultures, whatever that might be. And coming from a a minority culture, I've been part of that environment quite well. And luckily, I have, a, I have two parents that are very open-minded and gave me the freedom right from the beginning. So that, that allowed me to help myself understand where I stood. So the more self-awareness you gain and the more clarity you gain inward, the easier your why becomes and the easier your why comes out. So that involves unlearning those things. And to do that, you actually need to be willing to unlearn and have an open mind. So if you can listen to yourself more, and it's not about that crazy listening to the voice inside your head, that's that's a whole different thing. But it's about understanding, hey, these are big picture things that have been generationally practiced for so long. Maybe there's a different option. And it's almost giving yourself the faith to explore those options to then go and find. And in that process, if you're looking for answers, you're going to gain more self-awareness. I absolutely love that. And since we're just checking these boxes clearly and like, you know, (laughs) the specific order of the book, it's step one is really getting clear on your why. Step two is all about self-awareness. Do you want to quickly sort of like run us through what are the next few steps in order to be able to truly like create your own definition of success and just give us a little bit of insights so then anyone who wants to take this that next step further really knows that they can lean on you as a great guide to be able to doing so. Yeah, look, um, so after those kinds of things inward, so why is self-awareness? One of the next things is goals. Understanding actually, once you have some clarity, you will have a you will have a diff, uh, relative direction that you can travel in and a vision that'll start to form. So the next thing that usually follows is once you start to have that vision is setting some goals for yourself and not just any goals. It's not just one of those things where you put a Pinterest board on printed and hanging out on hanging it on your wall. It's about defining those things as smart 
goals. So SMART actually stands for a particular type of um, goal which has characteristics of being measurable and uh, being attainable. So they're not things that you're not going to overnight all of a sudden say, hey, I'm going to go and build a $10 million real estate empire. It needs to be attainable in the near future so that your motivation, which is the next step, <laughs> doesn't actually just fall through. They're, they're also measurable. You can actually track it, say, once a month or six monthly or three months that am I actually progressing towards these things, etc. So goals would be the next step. Once you have, it's a consistent workaround of constantly chipping away at it. So that's the other thing a lot of people give up very easily. So if you can actually learn of that, learn about these things on a constant basis, my journey is for the whole life. And as Bill Gates would say, education is for life. So if you can be open and be prepared for that and constantly chip away at it, then you can work towards building your goals, then building your body, which helps you. Because if you are physically fit, if you're physically uh, eating the, eating healthy foods on a relatively good basis, this doesn't mean you don't enjoy your junk food. I love Nutella. Literally had a Nutella bagel yesterday at uni. So like that, you need to be able to understand, though, the moderation of where you stand within your own definition and then work towards habits, which will make sure that it becomes an everyday thing. It's not going to become a hassle working out or eating the right things or chipping away at books or podcasts or whatever your version is becomes a normal thing. It's not a it doesn't feel like you're dragging the car. And that key is success habits. Mm -hmm. I love that. So just to sort of summarize that and recap that the process is really about getting clear on your why, doing your, you know, self-awareness, doing that inner work, setting smart goals, which we've spoken about on this podcast before. So if people don't know what smart goals are yet, then they need to do some backtracking and re-listen to that. Motivation, making sure this is like in check, because when you have that motivation, you get pulled towards the goal rather than having to push towards it constant growth, you know, continually doing that work, as you said, each day, chipping away little by little and really establishing those habits that are going to support your success. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly right. And then there are other key skills like time management, developing resilience that will add on to that. But in this, in the spine of things, exactly what you just mentioned. Amazing. So you talk about in this book, you know, defining success through a holistic viewpoint. So can you sort of explain to us, you know, what holistic, what holistic viewpoint really has to do with these concepts and how this all interconnects for anyone who's maybe unfamiliar with what this term means? Yeah, for sure. So holistic basically means big picture in terms of even though a book says a certain things doesn't mean it's going to be a, it's going to fit your life as a glove. The entire point of design thinking and life by design is actually making sure you do your iterations and revisions towards your definition of what that looks like. One of the examples that I can think of is if we buy a home that was designed by someone else, within a few months, we're going to customize that home with pictures, with wall colors, with different extensions, different things throughout time, the more and more we live within that. We're not going to take someone else's home and make it fit within hours, or we're not going to just leave it exactly the same way that we just bought it from. So like that, you've got to think of your life in that way of how do I take these learnings from the best minds in the world, from these 
uh, proven strategies from these proven concepts and tailor that and design it to fit your version of that. And the more and more you do that, the better your outcomes are going to be, the more happiness you're going to get, and the more life, more life you will live, essentially. What I love about everything you just shared there as well as, I guess, again, how much importance is placed on uh, the idea of being in this constant state of growth and surrendering to the fact that you're never going to be fully like it, right? You're always going to have, mm -hmm, there's always going to be more work for you to be able to do on yourself. And so it sounds like you do quite a lot of mindset work for yourself personally. So do you want to share a little bit about what your own mindset journey has been like in the lead up to sort of launching and creating this book? Yeah, for sure. It's um, we went through a really funny roller coaster. Actually, um, the book was actually started off as a co-authored project with one of my closest friends from uni. Um, unfortunately, he had to exit from the actual project in itself a few years ago. But one of the things that happened while we were actually writing it was all of a sudden we lost two years worth of writing the book and because the files were corrupted. But the funny thing was instantly both of us looked at that situation as a very good thing. Just naturally we went, actually, you know what? This is a very good thing. Let's let's rewrite it. We can write, rewrite it better. And it ended up being a whole array of new versions and and a new, uh, much better version because of that hurdle. So one of the things that I constantly look for is and practice is making sure that I'm hearing voices and consuming content that supports a good mindset or practices gratitude of what do I have now and what actually make like compared to the 99% of the other population, if we have a roof over our heads, if we have food, that base level of human needs, we're already rich. And a lot of people can lose sight of that sometimes because of these dogmas of aiming for society's goals or someone else's goals. So this is where it takes a step back to understand, hey, we're actually really blessed and lucky the way we are at the moment already. How do I level up according to the humble way or the, or the method that fits my definition of morals, values, and work towards those things. So it's a bit, it's a bit of an interesting one. And there are, it's, not a, it's not an easy thing because there are so many moving parts and then none of it's obvious. You can't see it like a house. So that's why it takes a consistent flow. And this is also why I make sure that I listen to things on a daily basis that supports that, which is my habit. And it is something that you really should be creating a habit for yourself, you know, no matter what it is you're doing in life, whether you are working towards some entrepreneurial goal or you just want to do it for your, you know, bettering the quality of the life that you live, constantly chipping in and to listening into things such as like this podcast or reading, you know, 10 pages from a book, it's going to set you so much further ahead and also equip you so much better to be able to deal with the challenges that come your way. I mean, like losing two years worth of yep. content. That's yep. massive. And you could have responded that in, responded to that in two totally different ways. You know, the cool, calm, collected way that you did as an opportunity to, you know, start again and create something better. Or you could have allowed it to be something that imploded the entire project, you know, yep. and call it quits then and there. So really incredible to hear that you were able to develop such a strong mindset for yourself to be able to continue forward through that challenge that came up. And so I guess the next question that I wanted to ask you then is, you know, we've spoken all about defining success and spoken a little bit about mindset as well. 
what do you believe that like the relationship between mindset and success shares? Because there's a lot of people who say, you know, mindset is the key to success, but then I'm sure there's some skeptics out there as well. So what's your opinion on the topic? Yeah, look, I think it's it's one of the uh, one of the very debated topics because a lot of people within there, and the funny thing is, within the depending on the context that they're in, they will sl- say slightly different versions of it. And I've seen this with my mentors, I've seen this with people that I follow, I've seen this with even students. You know, there's there's very different versions of this, and I think the, the it comes down to mindset being a key component, but it's not the be all and end all. I actually think you could have the most amazing mindset, but if you're physically unhealthy, you've, you can't gain the most out of your life. That doesn't mean you need to go become a bodybuilder. It means that you are giving your body, the physical body, the chance to actually give you the most energy out of things. And the funny thing is if you're giving yourself the most energy out of things, then you're naturally going to do things more. So it's one of the components, but I don't think it's the it's the the crucial final key. It's um it's just one, it's like a safe picking locks kind of thing. You, it's a combination of numbers and letters that forms and unlocks that potential. So mindset's one of them, but I think there what we do, the choices we make, is another one, which are our habits, how we actually run our life, our morals, our ethics. Mindset's definitely one, physical body, and all of those things will form that, form the direction of where your success definition goes. So it's really all about finding the right balance, you know, like doing the mindset work, but also caring for yourself physically, energetically, because as you said, if you don't have the energy to be able to show up, what's the use in having the right mindset if you can't take any action in alignment with it, right? (laughs) And And look, people may actually have a physical disability that's not the focus here at all. And, and if you have a physical disability, I know plenty of people who have actually made so many things positive come out of that unfortunate incident. And I actually spoke with one of these people two days ago, um, Dinesh Palipana. He was actually known as the Queenslander of the year in 2021. But when he was going through uh, medical school, he actually was in a huge car accident where his spine was so damaged, he became a quadriplegic. So going through the recovery of being one of the best lawyers, then transitioning into medical school and then achieving that, and all of a sudden, all that being taken away, is one of the most sought after minds now after a few years of struggle, but making the most out of that situation. So it's not about thinking that, hey, I need to have a six pack to be able to fit this mold. It's again, what's your definition? What's your version? I love that. This conversation has been so awesome. There's a few final questions that I want to ask you. Now, of course, I would love for you to share with everyone, you know, all of your socials, where they can find you and how they can grab all the details they need to get a hold of this incredible book that you're releasing on your birthday. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, look, um, so if anyone Googles my name and they get the spelling right, they'll they'll find my website, but um, it's essentially just rashansenanayaka.com. So it's nothing too complicated, uh, but I know my surname's a bit long and all my socials are in the menu and and welcome anyone to connect with me, LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever works for anyone. Well, I'll pop those links into the description of this episode so then no one makes any mistakes with the spelling. (laughs) But the final question that I wanted to ask you today, because this is the Empower With Them podcast, 
What is one final piece of empowering advice you'd love to leave everyone with today? Yeah, look, I think one of the things is make sure that you learn whatever the whatever the version of learning that might be, whether that's listening to your podcast, whether that's reading a book, whether that's talking to a mentor, anything and everything. People learn in many different ways. Find the version that works best for you and keep learning. Don't stop learning because I think if a person stops learning, that's almost like lying down and giving up in life. Absolutely love that. Well, thank you so much, Rashan, for coming on the podcast. It's been so incredible connecting with you again after so many years as well. So thank you so much for your time today. I can't wait to get my own copy of your brand new book when this is released and, you know, dive in and read all of the chapters myself. So thank you again for your time. Thank you. My pleasure, actually. It's been an absolute awesome chat. So that's a wrap on today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast or know somebody who needs to hear this, then send this to them and share it to your stories, tagging me at empower.with.m.podcast. If you want more from the podcast, make sure you jump on over to the Empower community on Facebook. I have popped the link in the show notes of this episode, so I can't wait for you to join me there. But that's all for me for now, fam. It's time I love you and leave you. So until we hang again, remember you can break through any limiting mindset, any limiting belief, and you can rise above any challenge and step up and truly be empowered.